0: Welcome to the King's Chapel Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word. Well, praise God. You may be seated. I love this church. I love this ministry. I've actually been in this church for 22 years. I came on staff seven years after after joining the church. And um, I didn't join the church willingly. My wife drugged me. (laughs) To church service, she was like, yeah, you got to come here. these guys, come on, be encouraged, come on, man of God. I remember my first church service ever in KC happened to, into a little town called Eli, Eli on the island of Kauai, and um, I remember walking into a service and um, that my wife drugged me to, I want you to understand what happened to me, okay, that she forced me to come. I stepped inside the door. I don't know what your experience was when you first came to KC, but I stepped inside the door and something hit me that had never hit me before in my life, and I just started crying. I just started weeping. And I heard God speak to me for nearly the first time in my life. He said, be healed. And I was what, no pity party? You know, No. Um, I've been misused and abused, and I can't cry on somebody's shoulders. And Pastor Phil was preaching, and Pastor Phil Morocco is Dr. James Morocco's big brother. And um, I never heard a word he said. God was just talking to me as I sat about two rows back right in the middle so that Pastor Phil could see me crying, see me hurt, see me messed up, tore up from the floor up, messed up from the neck up. I was jacked, you know, but, um, but God decided to put my life back together. You know, I, I don't, I'm nothing too good at listening to people. But when God speaks, He's hard to ignore, and He just told me, "Be healed." I said, "I got to let all that mess go, all the stuff I've been through, all all that all that junk that happened to me." And He says, "Yeah, let it go." He says, "Some of it was your fault. You need to just let it go. Don't let me start." Going. You know, some of us, some of us want justice. We want justice for others, but not for ourselves. You know, and I wanted, you know, I wanted justice for myself. And um, Jesus was trying to explain to me that you don't want to go down that road. You know, so I'm here to tell you, you know, in Kings, you don't want to go down that road or calling down fire from heaven to consume people. Because, you know, you you are not disqualified from fire when it falls. Okay? <laughs> you know, just because you called it don't mean you won't be affected by it. You know, so Jesus started to heal me from that day forth. and I remember the first words out of pastors Phil's mouth to me. He said, oh, you poor, sad thing, you. Hey, can you grab that broom over there and help me sweep the lobby? I was like, what kind of ministry is this? You know, they put people, my his healing plan for me to get over all that crying and all that snot that I had in the second row back, you know, was for me to pick up the broom and get to work. So I'm a firm believer and putting people to work. Okay, cuz it worked for me, and if it worked for me, it'll work for anybody. Hallelujah. So, tonight, I don't know what we're going to talk about. But I, but I named the sermon a sure foundation. You know, and um at this time, you know, I just want to thank Pastor Daniel and Pastor Karen, you know, for for having trust in me to come up and give the word tonight. You know, Pastor Daniel always tells a story, you know, when when him and his wife were having a a discussion, I was in the back seat and I started singing hallelujah, you know, but that is not my favorite story with Pastor Daniel. My favorite story with Pastor Daniel was was I was riding with him, you know, it was my thing to pick him up and take him to church service as he jumped between two different locations to be his driver. And I was driving him one day and he started to complain well, discuss with me some differences of opinions that he had with his wife, and you know we were down the road, you know, and something the spirit of God came over me, and I just said, well, "You know, Pastor Daniel, i ought to let you know something." And he said, "What?" He said, "I said I'm on her side." <laughs> and he was like, "What?" I said, "Yeah, I'm on her side." <laughs> Every now and then, God will give you wisdom, you know. <laughs> And it, it didn't seem like the right place or the right time to say that, but it was. You know, because I knew I started thinking that lady had made, made me the best cheese toast I had in my life. <laughs> and, and she served it with some beef barley soup. And I go, you know what? I'm on her side, you know? <laughs> so praise God. Hallelujah. Um, I want to thank my lovely wife, Minister Ava, for, for putting up for me. And, and being patient with me, and being kind to me, and you think I got the gift of mercy. You know, that's where I get it from, really. You know, all y'all know her as the hatchet woman. Go to Minister Avery and get chopped off, you know. But that's okay. But you know what? She's had to slap me. She has to push me into, into, into doing things that I didn't want to do, which was for my very own good, which is great. Who's, who findeth a wife findeth a good thing. Hallelujah. My wife's been good to me. Praise God. Um, Honey, you want to come up and say hi to the people? Say something? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you talked up a storm over there when I was sitting down. Now you don't want to come up and say something. (laughs) Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. I thought I'd just get her back right because I got the mic. (laughs) But she ain't shy. I guarantee you if she came up here, she would give you the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. And at 3 o'clock in the morning, she'll give you the word of the Lord. (laughs) You might particularly not want to hear it at that time, but she'll bring it. Praise God. Well, open your Bibles anywhere. It's all good. Matthew chapter 7. And we're going to read verses 24 through 29. Can we all stand for the reading of God's word? Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 29. Now, I hope your version of the Bible says what my version of the Bible, New King James Version, and my personal Bible. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten to preach and had the wrong scripture. But it is entitled, the section, "Build on the Rock. Am I there? Okay, praise God. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man. Who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended. There you go. The floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house. And it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. For everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a fool, a foolish men who built his house on the sand and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell and great was its fall. And so it was when Jesus ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teaching for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. God tonight we pray that you would instill in our hearts your word God that it would change us, Lord, from the inside out, and we would become more like you in every way that we can, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you would bless the words of your Bible, God, hallelujah, in the, in the ears of the hearer. May it go from our ears to our heart, being grafted unto us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. You may be seated. Wow. And some of, these, some of the people... In this church, I've known for a very long time. You know, my friend over here, Bill Georgie, I've known for, for almost 20 years. Okay, that's, that's crazy. And he was in the church on the island of Kauai where I, was, where I was before I came here. Okay, but he lives here now in Alaska. There's so many people that have transplanted from Hawaii to Alaska. And you might say, you know, what's wrong with us? You know, but I'll tell you the truth is, including Pastor Kirsten and Minister Kimmy. Hallelujah. You know, you might say what's wrong with us, you know, but we've been led by the Holy Spirit to come here to experience what we would never experience while we were in Hawaii. And God has done so many great things for us. You know, Minister David, you know, Minister Micah. God, I've known you, what, since you was like 15 or 16 years old. My goodness, I know you don't even remember, but I do. You know, some, some young kid, you know, that, that knew how to do everything. I didn't know how to do anything. And he knew how to do everything in the church. You know, it was great. So I used to be a youth leader, like Minister David. And um, I remember when we took our first youth group over to Maui. You know, we took nearly 50 kids to Maui from Kauai. And we came up, and I actually rapped during a song. It was crazy. Pastor Phil had a way with me that he would make me do stuff that I never knew how to do before. So I rapped for the first time. It was Pastor Phil that put my son back there in the sound booth, Jeremy, on the drums for the first time when he was 10 years old. You know, And now he's, a, he's an awesome drummer. And he's built on that. And now he, he runs the sound in the church. Praise God. And um, God has done so many Great things for me and my children. I have three children. Two of them are here tonight. One in the sound booth. One right here sitting next to his mama. Hallelujah. One at home I hopefully is watching online. Deanna. So she's my oldest. My second oldest in the, and the baby is right there. Praise God. And God has done so many things for my family. I can't describe to you how good God is. Because God will tell you to do stuff that scared the snot out of you. My, my wife doesn't like it when I say that, but... You know, but she forgets, you know, when I was, when I was saved in the church, I was sitting there, you know, with just, I was all messed up. So, you know, I know how God will get snot out of you, especially if you come to KC, you know, you be coming up here on badge, you know, I was from Cleveland, you know, you walk in, in, you get to the chair and you go, what is going on in this church? It's the spirit of God. Come in like a lion, leave like a lamb. Just crying with the rest of the brothers and sisters. Oh, this must be your first time here in KC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. I tell you, it happens everywhere in every extension you go into. You can't outrun God. But I want to talk about this story, this parable in the Bible. It comes um, at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, where God is talking, blessed are the poor in spirit. And Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And he's giving all these beatitudes in the a, in a way that we live. And the first time I read them, I thought it was, was nice and cute. But I found out when I got to this scripture that it says, if you apply the scriptures that Jesus is teaching you to your life, your life will become stable. You know, and you won't be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. You won't be messed up like I was. You won't be tore from the floor. You'll gain a little st- stability. But in order to gain a little stability, you got to let go of your drama. You got to let that drama go. Getting all, ah! over everything. Calm down. Hallelujah. You need to calm down. It's not that bad. Ah, doesn't always work. As a matter of fact, it seldomly does. So you have to build your life on a firm foundation. You can't build your life on what auntie taught you, what mama taught you, you know, what your cousins did to you, what what people said about you. You can't build your life on that, but you can build your life on the firm foundation of the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ, and then you will be strong, and then they won't be able to shake you, and God's word makes you, you'll be unshakable. And you will, oh, I'll oh, talk to my to my, my my big sister back home. And she said some stuff about me that destroyed me. I'm just all depressed. I'm all messed up. That stuff will stop happening to you. You'll have stability in your life. And when your kids look at you, they'll see something stable. Not something shaking and wobbling in the wind. <sighs> Come on. Come on. <sighs> <sighs> Unstable. This story about building the foundations of your life is a story of two men. One man was wise and one man was foolish. There's a lot of things about these, these guys that are similar. You know, they both built houses. They both had dreams. They both wanted a certain life. Okay. I should say to tell you to... um before I continue on, that not only do my three children attend this church, but their children attend the church. And I got, I got eight grandbabies that come here and are, are being served in the children's ministry. Praise God. And I'm happy about that. All my kids came through the youth ministry. Praise the Lord. I'm sorry about that, minister. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. But they had to come through somewhere. Praise the Lord. Somebody had to pay the price. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay, so... Okay, back to the message. Okay, so they both built houses, both had dreams, and birth wanted, both wanted a certain kind of life. You know, I didn't want that kind of life. When I left Cleveland, I didn't want the kind of life to where I didn't know... When I walked out of the house in the morning, if I was going to walk back in at night, I, I grew up in a cold stone ghetto. You know where you know where, you know if you get if you get tricked, if you get manipulated, if you get beat up, it was your fault for being foolish. You know somebody killed you, you just too bad. That's how people work. Well, shoot, you were stupid, wouldn't you? Who told you to walk down that alley? You know it's it's crazy how a different lifestyle that you wouldn't expect it to make it back, you know, that day. And if you didn't make it back, it wasn't the person that killed you's fault. It was your fault (laughs) for allowing yourself to be killed by somebody. You know, that's a crazy way to live. You know, but God spoke to me one day in the middle of Cleveland, Ohio. He said, get out. And I wasn't saved. I wasn't even looking after God. But I know that I heard his voice clearly. And he said, get out. Because there's only two outcomes. There's jail and death or just straight out death. You'll be killed in the streets or you'll go to jail and be killed. You know, and I was like, whoa, I I joined the Navy. And I went in the Navy. And I was in the Navy for six years. And I I got out and I I married that fine young thing over here. Praise God. Hallelujah. Wandering aimlessly the streets of Pittsburgh. Okay. I saw her and God gave me compassion. (laughs) And he said, I want you to help that thing. I was like, all right. I'm the man for the job. And now, after 35 years of marriage, hey, now I feel like I'm justified. (laughs) She's sitting over there shaking her head, but she knows it's true. (laughs) she's shaking her head with a smile on her face hallelujah she was a dainty little thing when I met her probably all of all of 90 pounds wet oh yeah and I was a strapping young lad all my muscles moved a little lower than what it was before (laughs) But it was all up here. You know. Look, she still got a smile on her face. And, uh, you know, as a short strip, you know, I was, I was into it like every other guy was. I'm the guy. I used to pick her up over my head with one hand and hold her up in the air. And she would just like, put, put me down. I was, <laughs> ah. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. Well, praise God. And then she started cooking for me. It's her own fault. She started cooking for me. I was done. <laughs> I was done. But praise God, we come a long way, baby, to get where we got to today. Hey, some people remember that commercial. I'm old. <laughs> and it's about cigarettes. I don't know why I'd be singing something like that. Praise God. But anyway, we're talking about being... Being foolish and being wise. Okay, so they both built their house, you know, they both built, one was on the rock and the other was on the sand. So one built wisely and one built foolishly. You say, why would somebody build their house on the sand? Well, it probably was the summer. And, you know, when you, in the summer, you know, the ground looks firm. And, you know, especially if you're in Hawaii, you know, it's all dried. And it looks like it could hold up to anything. And so you go, like, I can quickly put up a house here. You know, it would not like you would build a house on a rock or, you know, where you'd have to get some kind of external equipment to dig down into a hole in order to place the the foundation of the building to set it. And it's like, it's crazy, but it's found out that building the easy way ain't always the best way, you know. Building your life on the foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ takes a little time and takes a little patience. You know, and, um, and I found, when I looked and I see the most, most stable people in the church, it's those people that have taken themselves time to build on the foundation of Jesus' teachings. You know, we got our own opinions. We got the own way we think. We got our own traditions, and, you know, and all that stuff can mess us up. You know, if your foundation ain't, ain't right, you'll be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. So what do I mean by that? I mean by, you know, whether you're Democrat or Republican, that'll mess you up. You know, uh, during the presidential election and over the last few years, I've lost my mind. And so I've become unstable. I was like, I was being mean and nasty at the drop of a hat. And I'm going, because the, the television was telling me whether I was nice or not. The television was telling me whether I had something to cheer about or, or something to be sad about. And my life should have never been like that. And your life shouldn't be like that either. Your life should never be based on what people say or what people do. It should be based on the word of God and, and what you do and what you say. It's an amazing thing. How getting back to Jesus set me free. I got my joy back. I got my love back. It took a little COVID to do it. I'm going to tell you the truth. You know, I was, after being trapped in the house for six weeks, you know, I was so glad to see (laughs) y'all. You guys, man, y'all brought joy to my life. When I saw y'all smiling faces, man, it set me free. I said, "Uh uh-huh. I said, Jesus, I ain't never going back the other way. I'm going to build my life on what you tell me to build my life on. And I'm going to love my brothers and sisters, and I'm going to let them love on me. I can't live without them. I can't live without you guys. It's not optional for me. But I love you guys. Hallelujah. Thank you. I got one good response. Praise God. Hallelujah. Somebody loves me. Praise the Lord. But, you know, it's because I've started to build wisely. And uh, <laughs> I was so abandoned by my family. I mean, you ever been blocked <laughs> by your family, man? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, I never, I never believed in, in media and all that stuff. But, man, when, I, when they blocked me, I got hurt. <laughs> I was like, my own sister blocked me. My nieces and nephews, who I helped raise, blocked me. i go like, what? Kind of mess it over over who's president? I mean, somebody they never met. You know, I got blocked over Obama. That's, so I've been blocked for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a nice long talk with God about it. And God set me free. He said, There's no way you can let Obama come between you and your family. He said, Don't do it. You know what he told me to do? He said, Humble yourself and make peace. See, but I read in these scriptures in in, um, the Sermon on the Mount um, that blessed are the peacemakers. You know, and I went and made peace, man. I did everything. I fell underneath the rock. I was wrong. I'm sorry. You know, You know, we have to go through a lot of stuff. We learned a lot of stuff on TV like love is never happened to say you sorry. I don't know whoever came up with that, but it's wrong. Learn how to say you sorry. Learn how to say, baby, I didn't mean it. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm an idiot. Learn how to say that. (laughs) Praise (laughs) God, because it'll help you. Do not listen to them people on television. They have no idea what they're talking about. It's not real. It's fake. It's fake. None of that stuff works. But being like Jesus works. You know, learning to humble yourself. Learning to put others before you. Oh, that's just like that's like anti-Cleveland, Jack. You know, not only do you don't care about people and stuff, you don't like nobody that don't like you. It's just automatic. You don't like me, oh you you write them off. You know. And God taught me how to love people. You know, God taught me how to love people when I walked in the back of a church when I first made my peace with God. And this lady, this Hawaiian lady, and she was pretty big too. And she just hugged us. She hugged me and I, I went limp. I mean, nobody had ever touched me before since I was a little kid, man. I didn't let people touch me. As a matter of fact, it's against the law in Cleveland. You touch somebody, you're gonna get arrested. okay. But I walked in the back of that church, a grown man, you know, not knowing nothing about God. But I was full of myself, you know, big, strong. And this big Hawaiian said, hi, brother. I didn't even know what she said. She said, hi, brother. And she went, boom. And I was caught in a lock that I had never been caught in before. It was just like. And and I tried to resist, but there there was no resistance in me. And I just went limp. (laughs) And I said, oh, God. And there that stuff started running down my face again. You know, and I was like, oh, hadn't been hugged like that since my great-grandmother hugged me. That was crazy. And y'all wonder why I hug y'all when y'all come in. Y'all know it's crazy. A a hug will kill kill a lot of devils. Just obliterate them. Woo. So Hawaiians taught me how to love people. And they brought the love back in my life. Oh, my goodness. Y'all don't understand what it is to, to grow up in Cleveland and then turn around and hug somebody in Hawaii. It's like night and day. And God knows what he was doing when he said care for one another. He said love one another, bear one another's burdens. My goodness, prefer one another above, the up, before, above yourself. These kind of things, these kind of spiritual truths that we live by make us live stable. Because I'm not dependent on you for my happiness. I understand the importance of you being in my life. But as long as I got Jesus, I got everything that I need. And as long as I got Jesus, I can wear anything. I can go I know who I am. You know, people say, you know, they want to make fun of you because you carry your wife's purse. Well, you know, I'm a grandfather eight times over. You can talk about me any way you want to. You know, I'm a grandfather. I don't care. You know, You know, my kids are kind of crazy, but ain't nothing wrong with my grandkids. (laughs) Shoot. My grandbabies are perfect. Hallelujah. So we want to be stable, but then there's things that come in to test us, to try us, and they're called storms. And Jesus here is talking about the storms that come to reveal your foundation to reveal the the, the ground on which you stand. Because if every time the storm comes, every time the wind blows, every time it rains, every time it drops below zero, and stuff in your life just gets a little crazy, if it drives you crazy, something's wrong with your relationship with God because you should be stable. In the wind, in the storm, in the midst of what you're going through, in the midst of your trial, in the midst of the fiery darts of the the wicked one, you should be able to stand there. Because and having done all to stand, just stand. That's what the Bible says. Do, and you know when you look, use the Bible as your foundations, what the what what the world does to you won't mean so much to you. Because in the end, it only matters what Jesus says about you. It's. Only matters if Jesus didn't block you. Do you hear me? <laughs> Hallelujah. As long as Jesus don't block you, you're fine. Hey, <laughs> you okay. I had to learn that. I said, he said, you okay. You know, I don't block you. I ain't rejecting you. Storms are going to come. The Bible says in this world, in John chapter 16, these things have I spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have trouble. I beg your pardon. I never promised you a rose garden. See, he said, y'all need to learn some of these songs. (laughs) In the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. You know, the proper response to life's storms is with biblical truth. That's how the wise responds to storms, with biblical truth. And the foolish with worldly wisdom. Societal requirements and suggestions and traditionalism. Traditionalism is like, you know, that's the way my mama was. That's the way my father was. That's how the way I am. And that's the way it is. You know, my mama told me there'd be days like this. There'd be days like this, my mama said. You know. When you should be quoting the world, the, the word of God that says... Today is the day that the Lord had made. I will rejoice. You know, trouble, yes, yeah, storms, wind. I'm gonna rejoice. You know, I, I love what you know, Pastor Bruno I think said about having a table prepared in the presence of your enemies. That wherever you go, you can have peace. Whenever you go, you can, you can have rest from the storm. Wherever you go, as long as you got Jesus, you ain't alone. You ain't by yourself. And there's always something to do, some purpose. For, for God in you. What's caused stability in my life? That's why I don't, and besides the fact that I was a youth leader, I've learned to respond with the word. Because kids will come to you with every little, everything, and it's always, ah! It's never like, well, you know, I got a small problem. It's always life and death. You know, it's always they're, 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 there's blood shooting out of their jugglers. And stuff. And at that time, you can't respond from that. You have to respond with the word of God. You have to f- s- respond from a place of stability. Yes, right. And when your, when your mama calls you, and she's all upset and getting crazy. When your sister calls you, and the world is coming to an end. You know, when your little brother calls you, and, and he's mad because, you know, he didn't win Mortal Kombat. And all that stuff, and, and life is over as we know it. You know, when people come to you, they should hear from you, not your opinion. Your opinion can't help you. It won't help them either. What helps is the word of God. It's giving them the answer that'll bring peace in the midst of their storms. Whoa. Love it when minister Michael says, peace be still. Say the word and I will. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I ain't gonna try to sing like Minister Mike or her Brother Toby, it's, but in the shower I sound just like him. <laughs> okay, erase that picture. <laughs> First Peter two six and seven says this: Therefore, it is also contained in Scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect and precious. And he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious. But to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. You know, when you build on a cornerstone, which is the place where you start to build, if you're going to build a building. Now, how many people worked on that property up there? when we were building, when we first were building that building, I remember you was the one telling us two inches up, three inches down. You know, two inches up, three inches down. He had the little thing. Then he he said, it went beep, beep, you're two inches up, beep, beep, beep. Oh no, you got to go back down. Oh my God. And and Miss Liz, we carried more rocks. I I don't think I ever worked a hard, like that before my whole life, I mean, my back was hurting. My 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 back pain had back pain. You know, you know what I'm saying? My arms hurt. My neck hurt. My teeth hurt. Everything hurt out there. It was cold and unrelenting. But you know, until that stick stopped beeping, we had to keep working. My goodness! And then we had to smooth it all down, and and then smooth it all out. And it still it still couldn't beep it was a trip so we had a lot of fun (laughs) hallelujah so i was talking about the building the stone which the builders rejected okay and it's talking about how historically the the israelis rejected jesus and it talks to us metaphorically how we rejected jesus all those people that witnessed to us all those people that told us about christ and we're just like "Uh, i don't want none of that Uh well okay just me then All right, I was the only one that was rejecting Jesus until I got saved. Till the day I couldn't stop them tears from blowing, you know. But um, I remembered every person after that that ever witnessed to me in my whole life, that ever told me about Jesus. God made sure I remembered those people, and he brought them back to my mind. You know, so, you know, the Bible says it's given for some to plant seed, some to water, and to some reap a harvest. You know, every time you open your mouth, for Christ's sakes, it counts for something. It counted for something for me. And I thank God for all them people that witnessed to me and tried to tell me about Jesus. And I wished that I had listened to them when, I, when they first started witnessing to me. When I was young and people started trying to invite me to church, I, was, I wish I would have went. You know, when I was, when I was a teenager and all the, all the people that witnessed to me, I wish I would have went to church then. I wish I would have knew Jesus as my Lord and Savior then because my life was chaotic. My life was crazy, and that's that's for another sermon. That's another day to tell y'all about the the stupid, foolish life that I used to lead. But I told my friends the day I got saved, that that weekend after I got saved, I told them that I had received Jesus, and they laughed at me. Yeah, That was a laugh I'll never forget because I was like, dang. Was I that bad? You know, and they obviously thought that I was bad, but that's how I started building my life on a rock. When, that, when he says he picked you up, turned you around, set your feet on solid ground, that's, that was me. That I stood on the, on the bedrock, the foundation that Jesus had laid for me. I started to be able to get up. I started to be able to become the kind of person that people could respect. I remember having jobs and, you know, people making fun of me. You always remember the the things that happened to hurt you. And I remember how God exalted me. He did it. I humbled myself. I walked before those people. I never said nothing to them. But God took care of my business for me. And he helped me with people. And I turned around and I was like, whew. I said, how can I have all this favor with people? And, you know, and I'm telling you this, that God will help you. He will help you with your relatives and your children that are acting stupid. I said, you know what? It's nice to be in agreement with somebody. But when my kids act stupid, we stop talking to them and we just talk to God about them. And then God helps them. uh, So on a lot of things, you know, having that firm foundation and being standing on the rock, you know, and and hearing what God has to say about, about your kids, you know, it's better than what you have to say about them. You know, after all, you, it wasn't that easy to raise you. You know, so um, well, it wasn't easy for my mom to raise me. Woo! God bless that woman. Hallelujah! Before she died, she came to the Lord. You know, and we used to have conversations about Jesus. It's amazing. Me and my mom's relationship was healed. We were mortal enemies. You know. I would stay in the house for like days and, and weeks and not see my mom. You know, I hear her come in and I would purposely not go out. And she you know, she, was, she was a good mom. She respected my space unless it started smelling funny in there. <laughs> she wouldn't come in unless she had to. You got to do something about this now. I, I put it off as long as I could. That was an amazing, amazing woman of God that put up with me. And, and took me through all that stuff. I love my mom. And she was, she was one of my best friends before she died. You know, I have to tell you this one mom story. Me and my mom was having a discussion one day. This is a true story. You know, she's, she's talking to me and I'm explaining my point of view. And she just looks at me. She comes to her head to the side. She said, I know you're not arguing with me. And I went, whoa, I came to my right mind. I went, whoa, no, 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 mom, no. Whatever I'm doing, I'm not arguing with you and stuff. And I changed right there on the spot, you know, because my mama was crazy. My mama was crazy. She could hit you, and she was fast. None of this politically stuff, but the stuff she did to me, I could have had her arrested, even today. I can go back and tell her my story, honey, and they would, they would dig her up and arrest her. Praise God. <laughs> uh, Y'all laughing, but y'all didn't know my mama, Jack. That woman was bad. And you know what? She had a knack for hitting me that nobody else ever had. She could hit me from anywhere in the house. We used to have those phones past the curtain that had the cords connected to it. And she would, whoo, and hit me with it right upside my head and pull that bad boy (laughs) back. i said, shoot, that woman is dangerous for... My mom was a ninja. I had never seen no mess like, even my friends will tell you today, they'll tell you they'd never seen nothing like my mom. And they said, that lady had never missed you. <laughs> never, I've broken ashtrays and it wasn't my idea. My mother just picked up the nearest thing to her and she would just react. I saw my mother coming at me one day and I ran and I ran around the corner and I thought I was safe. And I, 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 I promise you that woman never broke stride. She had them high heel shoes. She whipped that thing off her foot and went boom. That thing turned the corner and hit me right in the head. <laughs> Without even breaking stride, it was like, hoo, hoo, bam, oh. Yeah, so. I was was real foolish when I was growing up. But now, you know, because of of me, I believe that my mother's relationship with the Lord was healed. And and me and her had the greatest conversations about God. And I want you to know that in the short run, it might be a little rough. Building your house on solid ground. Building your house on a firm foundation. Jesus being a chief cornerstone, the place where you start from. And building your house on that foundation initially will cause separation. You know, but because of my relationship with Christ, there's peace in my family. Okay, because I decided that that's what I wanted. Because Jesus wanted that for me. And without him, I would have never wanted that. You know, people have 30, 40 year old arguments with their family members. I don't understand that. Because if you're, you're a Christian, you should be working against anything that's working against you. And stuff, and God doesn't want that. He wants people saved because of you. And then people that won't listen to you, when your ways please God, he will cause even your enemies to be at peace with you. I can tell you story after story where God has moved in my life and touched people who ridiculed me, said all men are evil against me because I decided to do what the word of God said, pray for them instead of, instead of pass judgment on them. You know, because I was just like them before. But if God saved me, like you hear me say all the time, God can save anybody. And God wants to use you to save people in your family, but you got to stand. Not on tradition. Not on what man says is right. Not on being a Republican or a Democrat. You know, but being a man or a woman of God. And on that, your family will be healed. It's a promise of God. He promises our household. And he will... He will save that which you cannot save. Nothing's too hard for the Lord. Nothing is impossible to them that believe. Whoa. And Jesus gave us so many admonitions, so many things that we should do. He said, if you believe in my name, you'll cast out demons. This was the last time you cast a demon out. Whoa. Hallelujah. If you drink any deadly thing and you say, well, you know, that's, I haven't tried to, you know, if you ate it at McDonald's, you were drinking a deadly thing. I'm just saying, when you open that soda, you drink a deadly thing. Hallelujah. Pray for all your food. Okay. So God can redeem it before you put it in there. Cause my goodness, there's some deadly stuff out and we don't know what goes on in that kitchen when they are cooking our food. Oh, my God. Especially, man, I think every bad attitude person in the world works at McDonald's. Back there flipping them burgers on the floor and just pick them back up and flip them. (laughs) I ain't trying to scare you. I'm just saying ain't nobody in. There's not one person who ate at McDonald's didn't find a foreign object in, in some of their food at one time. Bit down on something that they weren't sure what it was. You know, we find stuff. That's why we pray for our food. So if you if you eat any deadly thing, it shall by no means harm you. So, you know, we're always to live our life on the foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when the wind blows and the storms come, and believe me, you're either in a storm, coming out of a storm, or going into a storm. And when that stuff happens, you'll, you'll find yourself stable you'll be able to stand when everybody else is like on shaking ground and everybody else is falling all around and you'll be there like because you've kept your mind stayed on Jesus and you're always about your father's business and he'll give you peace. You know, people have misused you and abused you and said all men are evil against you. I'm not saying that that hasn't happened to you. What I'm saying is is handle things God's way. Because these ways bring stability in your life. They cause peace in your life. When you just pray for them. And you ask God for them. Hallelujah. And God will bless and honor you as you did what Jesus did. He hung on the cross and said, forgive them, Father. For they know not what they're doing. And it's for you to be follow the example of Christ. Let go of your pain. I said, let go of your pain. Let go of the accusations of the enemy. You stupid, you dumb, you'll never amount to anything. Let it go. And get your identity, not from what people say, not from what happened to you, but get it from the firm foundation of the word of God that'll call you a king and a priest. Who'll call you a, a, a royal priesthood. Said, you know, when you read it in the, in the Vince version, it says you might be crazy and you might be a little weird, and stuff, but you're a royal priest. You're a, you're a holy nation. You know, you might be strange, but you know what? God, you, you, you belong to God. And that makes you royalty. That makes you special. That makes you smart intelligent. Smarter than anybody out there because you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You can be everything that the Word of God says you can be. And it says you can be a lot. And you can do everything that the Word of God says you do if you just let go of your stuff and pick up that broom and go sweep the lobby. Hallelujah. I hope you got something out of the message tonight. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.